You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. Daryl's going to have to make a decision. How does he view this team, right? Daryl has talked pretty openly about he'll look at the percentage of winning a title, and if you're at an X amount, you go all in, that type of thing. Um, what? Where do you think they're at? Because I think they're playing well enough where you could make an argument. Don't try to fix what isn't broken. Seems like they're finally clicking. All the pieces are, are kind of fitting into place. But there is still the Tobias contract, and there is still you know potential options to upgrade the team. How big of a move do you think they're looking into making, I guess, number one? And just are you hearing anything? I know it's far out. Are you hearing anything about what they would need, what they're looking for, that type of stuff? I mean, I think they'd make as big a move as is possible for them to make. I just I don't think there are any ones that are realistic beyond, you know, maybe Matisse and a contract like Furkan's contract for right. like a nine or ten million dollar player. Like I. I think that's something that they're probably going to explore the most just because it's the most realistic. Um, I do know that nobody on this team outside of Embiid and Harden is untouchable. Like they would mm-hmm. move in the right deal. Absolutely. Anybody again, as we said before, there are levels to that. Tyrese is certainly closer to that group than he is like an expendable contract or someone you just mm-hmm. throw in a trade. But I think that they are aware that, Joel Embiid is in his MVP level prime. James is playing really well. Like if we're talking about James has lived up to his end of the bargain, right? Like if you bring him back as your second star next to Embiid, he's done everything you can ask him to do other than, you know, the foot injury and staying healthy, but right. that's out of his no, he's control, been, right? He's been awesome, 100%. So he has played about as well as he could possibly play as a, a number two next to Joel. And so you say like, you look at that and say, we have to do whatever we can to put a, a contending team around this group. And, you know, I think it, if PJ starts playing better, you get closer to there. But, you know, if Matisse is going to be this, like, sometimes plays, but he's only playing, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. And sometimes his shot is so bad that you just can't play him. I feel like that's the easiest guy to move where you say he's still got some upside. He can cause a ton of chaos on defense. You put them in a program where they have more, I don't want to say developmental time because he's he's older yeah, he's at this in point. Yeah, fourth year or whatever. In his right. mid-20s. So it's not like he's some guy who's like fresh out of college or even a young guy out of college. So I don't know how well that's going to sell, especially because he's in a contract year. But to me, that's the most obvious guy that you're going to move if you're going to try to move him. You pair him with maybe a pick, a, another contract, whatever it is, and you see what turns up there. I, I think they just need, 
if we are saying that it's going to be the James and Joel show and Tyrese and Tobias or sort of that three, four, they just need more two way guys, more three and D maybe somebody who can do some secondary creative stuff on the wing if possible, but those guys don't tend to be available. So you're going to have to take a, a gamble if you want a younger guy or just settle for somebody who's okay. standing in the corner or standing on the wing, whatever it is, mm. launching threes and defending guys who are, Six seven six eight because everything else is going to be determined by exactly how good James and Joel are. Well, and I think that's kind of the core question because I think you're right that they're more than likely not going to make a big deal. A because there's not a lot of big names out there. Things do change quickly in the NBA. I'm just wondering, and you kind of answered it, but would they be willing to do it? Like, like let's say for whatever reason, you know, the agents make it happen, or you know, Zach Levine or Bradley Beal, like. Embiid seems to he seems to be like the only star in the league that Embiid is like close enough to recruit. But Brad's a Drew Hanlon guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Always look at the trainers, man. That's the way to do it. So, but like Bradley Beal, there's no question if they add a Bradley Beal to this team, that is a major change, a major addition. He's a, a very good player. He's fallen off a little if you look at his stats. He's not kind of the scorer he was before. But that's a major change. If you're trade, if you're trading uh you know, Thibault and Ferk and whatever picks, you're mostly not changing the core of the team. It's still Embiid, Harden, Maxi, Melton, those guys. You add Beal into it, that's a major change. So when you say they're willing to make a change, and I know we're just kind of, you know, going back and forth here, but do you think they that they're willing because they feel they're not good enough or they're just like, give me all the stars we can and we'll figure it out? Well, that's, but that's Daryl's MO. Like, yeah. I mean, if Daryl could get another star and it's not exorbitantly expensive, I, I think he's going to. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If not make it, he's at least going to give it strong consideration. Because right. I do think like his driving belief is that stars are really the only thing that matters in the playoffs. Like We can talk about this guy's an important role player. And, oh, what if they start him instead of bringing him off the bench or whatever it is. But like ultimately... Playoff games, your best players are playing 38, 40 minutes a game, sometimes more than that, if that's what it takes to get it over the line. And like mm -hmm. they decide the game. It's not everybody else. It's whether those guys are better than the other team's best players. Like basketball is a complicated sport in a lot of ways, but it's also very simplistic. Like you have one or two guys who are better than their one or two guys. More often than not, you're going to win. And if you can do that with a third guy, you get a third, like, game swinging player somebody who mm -hmm. you know if we use the milwaukee example someone who could be like a drew holiday that drew is a great defender shuts guys down and every once in a while he just has like a 35 point game 
and yeah. totally swings a game in their favor. Now that doesn't happen often. You're not going to ask him to do it a lot, but he is capable of doing it every so often in a big moment. And so I think if they could make that type of trade, they probably would do it just because that is, that's how the NBA works. And it also, if you get a second like big time guy and James decides he's leaving in the off season for whatever reason, you would at least have like two big yeah. time guys on Good the team point. that as you're bringing Maxi along and figuring other stuff out. But, you know, I just, I don't think there is a move that's out there. Like I, I haven't heard the only team that really seems like they might explore some major moves is Toronto because they're really disappointing this year. And it sort of seems like they've run up against the ceiling of this, you know, every guy is six, eight on the roster. Yeah, they don't yeah, have yeah, enough no, creation. Get ones. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have enough creation. They don't have enough shooting. And so I, I think they might be at the point where they say, we have to do something and break this team up somehow. But I don't think any of the guys on that roster that they're going to move are guys that the Sixers are going to be able to obtain. Like Van Vliet does nothing for them. I think if OG Ananobi was really available and wasn't at an exorbitant cost, I think that's a guy that would be pretty killer on this team. Like if you had him in the starting lineup and not PJ, for example, it'd be right. awesome. But because of the contract he's on, I think it's like borderline impossible to acquire him. for him. And the, well, here's the other thing. I think Toronto has leaked that they're looking for like a DeJounte Murray type package. Oh, wow. So like several first round picks. And like, I don't think he's that good. I think he's mm -hmm. a really good player, but no thank you, essentially. So I just, I don't think there's anything out there that I'm aware of beyond like, you know, maybe you look to try to trade for like a Jay Crowder type guy. Right. Well, and to, to what you said, and this goes back to the Zach Levine debate we had. And then, you know, of course he goes out and drops 40, whatever points he did. <laughs> but so who knows, you know, maybe we shouldn't name any names on the, uh, on they play next to thunder, you know, let's not get into the, the shape. Well, Shay might go. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I'll be watching that game for sure. But I, I do think to your point about just having a third star, I think there's a legitimate argument of, don't mess it up. It's working, whatever. But I do think this team also needs to be honest and say, you need to protect yourself against Embiid or Harden disappearing in the playoffs, whether that's because of injury or whether that's because of poor play. Harden was not good in the playoffs last year. Embiid was injured. So I think while it's risky, especially at the trade deadline, because then you're only however many games away from the playoffs, you have to kind of figure it out. But ultimately, I would take that risk because like while Toby fits in perfectly, and I think you made good points when we were talking about Levine, how he just fits in and it works. Toby is not doing a 40 point game in the playoffs. Like Maxi, for as good as he is can take over for stretches. And if they're close in the fourth, maybe he can do something where he gets 10 points in a short span and that's what they need. But he's not somebody where if Harden's not playing or if Joel is playing with a face mask again, it isn't himself. You can continually go to him on offense. So that that's the risk I would be willing to take. But to your point, you know, I think Beal is probably the the kind of guy that could pop out of nowhere, maybe. But outside of that, you don't even see names that could potentially kind of become available. If you didn't like my Levine takes, you'll like my Beal takes even less. <laughs> I, I think he's just kind of a loser. Like he might be, he might be a loser. He might be. I mean, you sign a 
a mega deal for a team that has gone nowhere and is going nowhere and just kind of he just gets to hide out there like he collects his money yeah he puts up like decent counting stats but like nobody cares what they do there like I, now it's hard for me to tell somebody don't sign a deal for 240 million oh listen <laughs> I, it's one of the greatest you know great job by him he yeah. got the wizards to pay him Honestly, his contract is shocking if you actually look at it. I'm going to pull it up real quick before we go. Well, and he's going to make like that, yeah. $60 million at the end of his contract, which it's unbelievable. is absolutely absurd here. I'm pulling five years, $251 million. He has a player option for $57 million in 2026. Something Bradley Beal, that player for a option. guy who's yeah. never won anything, right, right? Like consistently is on like, the 10th best team in the Eastern conference. So you wouldn't trade Toby for him is the vibe I'm getting. I mean, I might consider <laughs> it, but I do think that is legitimately one of the worst contracts. Yeah, no, it's like a John wall level contract, especially because his numbers have gotten worse. I think he's only averaging 22 points this year. His threes aren't that great. So yeah, no, I mean, I agree that there, that doesn't seem to be anybody popping up. That deal is terrible. I think in a weird way, Toby might have more value just because at least he's expiring soon. So if you're the Wizards, you can say, okay, we get out of this horrendous contract and we're, you know, we have that cap free after next season. So who knows? But yeah, I mean, we're less than a month away, which is wild. And the good news for the Sixers is at least they're playing good basketball and going into the deadline, there will be some pressure on Maury to, to reinvest in the team because they're playing so well. Yeah, well, we're going to see. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping for some trade rumors because oh, as sad as it is, that's always like click central on the. Uh... I love a good trade rumor, trust me. I love a hypothetical. <laughs> if there was anything possible, we'd be leading the pod with them. But there's just literally nothing. So here we are talking about the 016ers and the New Balance Tyrese Maxi shoot. So 